When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Lost in America, episode 56. My name's Turner Sparks. I am Kaplan, Hollywood Kaplan. Hollywood Kaplan, because we're coming to you from Hollywood, California. Live from the playground. Sitting in a park. <laughs> Don't read too far into it. We're not, There's. this I'm, is not a Ron Kim situation. No, I'm picking up s- pointers. I'm watching kids play soccer and I'm learning. Listen, a lot of people that come to Hollywood, first of all, you can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at Cap, K-A-P, Cap in America on the podcast. This week, we have comedian powerhouse Jimmy Schubert. Yeah. Jimmy's one of my favorite comedians of all time. He is a ball of energy. Jimmy toured with me in China. He's come out. He's done multiple China tours. He's also performed for the troops many years, going all over the world. I think he went, he's been to Afghanistan. He's been all over the Middle East. He's been other places. And Straight shooter. He's a straight shooter. As uh, we're, we're about to go. after, we, So we're sitting in a park. But he's, he'll be on soon. We're sitting in a park. And the reason why, a lot of people come to Hollywood and they get some big fancy studio yeah. to record in, especially when their career is on the way up, like us. When right. their pod's growing, we, when people we are stay humble. It, we want to stay humble. So we were in a public park. And this is a special park to me. This Uh-oh, is the park. what you do here? No. <laughs> you, you didn't harve anybody, no, did you? No. This is the park where I used to play basketball as a 23-year-old unsuccessful Hollywood wannabe screenwriter. Ooh. And so I feel like it's a great place to record because now I am on top of the world yes. as one of the rising stars in the podcast community. As evidence. At 40 years old now. Yes, as evidence of us being in a park. Yes. <laughs> the sun is still up, so we're getting free free uh, electricity out here. Yeah. We're and, going. And so, yeah, when I was 23, I was here. I haven't been here in 17 years. Look at you. You made it. I made it. And uh, we are at the top of the podcast game. You made it to the top. We're, yeah, we're interviewing big-time celebrities. Uh, it's been, okay, so wait, but first, uh, your birthday. Yes. So we mentioned your birthday. You turned, turned 40 years old finally, right? Congratulations. Yes. That's okay. Why, that's why I've returned home to all my failed spots from the past. Exactly. You got to relive the Thank you very much. Past. Reliving the past. And I had an amazing, we, we mentioned it briefly, had an amazing surprise party. So big shout outs to Randy Kaplan. Randy put on an amazing she, party for you. Yeah. As the, you said, John Wallace was there from the New York Knicks. Yeah. That was Syracuse. many surprises. There were levels of surprises. The first was the party. Second was John Wallace. I was disappointed. I didn't get the Nigerian chef that Weber promised me as part of the ruse. All right. Well, <laughs> no, all these pod fans, I mean, a pod guests were there. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Goldstein from the Wrestling Pod. 
We had Yeah, my wife. We had Randy. We had Hammer. And we had Weber. Yeah. You know what it's good practice for? What? The live podcast. When Weber's going to be there? Yeah. Weber's coming out. <laughs> Blue shirt's coming out. We have Ronnie Chung as the uh, guest uh, from The Daily Show. He'll be on. He'll be on stage doing some stand-up, um, which you can only see live. We cannot put the stand-up out on mm. audio. We will put yeah. the, the um, interview out on audio. But the stand-up, you got to be there. So get your tickets now. Uh, go to stand-up. Stand-up New York is where we're doing it in Manhattan. Go to stand-up New York's website. Get your tickets. We guarantee to sell out, so don't make us look like... Uh... Well, if we don't sell 50 tickets, they told us they can cancel the show. Oh, you 50 people, go. So we need a minimum 50. <laughs> And you assholes better buy now. Yeah. Just like, okay. So I don't think you say assholes. We're really close to the playground here. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, there's little kids right there. But okay. I, I, I wash. Uh, okay. But that gets me on the topic. Speaking of listeners, we have thousands of listeners. Right. Uh, but we put the word out last week. We need at least some of you, at least 100, to buy off of Amazon from us. You yeah. guys go to Lost in America. This, if you're going to shop on Amazon anyway, which all of you are, Christmas is coming up. Hanukkah is coming up. Kwanzaa, if that's still a thing, is coming up. I mean, they might get rid of that. I don't know. Uh, we'll have a special pod about that. So, Or I don't even know if you get gifts for Kwanzaa. That's a whole mm -hmm. different. Anyway, that's you having a pod. go to lostinamericapod.com in the upper right-hand corner. There'll be some weird advertisement. We've been notified that it does not say Amazon on it. We thought it did. It doesn't. But it's mm -hmm. just going to try and sell you something. Click on that link. It'll take you back to Amazon, and then do your regular shopping. A percentage comes to us. All right. Should we get to uh, Lost in America, Lost in this park? Uh, yes. We are. Let's, let's get to it. All play right. The music. Play the music. Do we have the music? I think there's a guy. There's a guy with a banjo, a homeless guy around the corner. He can play the music. All right. Let's bring it on. Shout out again. Everyone loves the music. Yeah. Even in this park, the people around us love the music. They, they were they, all dancing. <laughs> the kids were, we brought the dancing. They stopped playing soccer and started dancing. They did. Rocking out. It's very California. Shout out. So, Cap, you're lost in America this week. What's going on? Yeah, well, here's the thing. You know, I'm uh, a working parent. Believe it or not, I have a day job and I have this podcast. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It is. And you know, Randy's uh, she's working. She's got to you know she's got to crack the whip on the sweatshops in India. And she's uh, very busy, very busy. So we need our kids at school. That's what one of the reasons we send them to school for. It's kids almost like glorified do, yes, daycare. Kids go to school. <laughs> they also learn stuff, right? Stop the presence. Yeah. So I, we get a call the other day from the school, and they say that Teddy Kaplan uh, is in the nurse. It's a call from the nurse, and she says Teddy Kaplan's itchy. He's in the nurse. Uh, he's in the nurse's office because he's itchy. Yeah, now it's okay. like it's like the third time he's been called from the nurse. Like he's becoming, he's gone to the school and all of a sudden he's morphed into that kid, his special uh -oh. kids who are like constantly like he one time he ran into somebody and then he went into like the concussion protocol he's from the school. He's the always sick kid. <laughs> he's the only sick kid. They like, like, is he hurt? No, we just we always bring him to the nurse if there's a collision. We just to be safe. So okay. anyway, the nurse calls says he's very itchy. Um, you know, we say, oh, maybe he got some bug bites, mosquitoes, whatever, and. Um, she said, well, you're going to have to come pick him up because we can't put cream on him. And Why can't they put cream on him? They're not allowed to put cream on him. <laughs> the they school can't nurse, put anti-itch cream? They're not allowed to put anything on him. They're not allowed to. So what's the point of a nurse I, at the school? The school nurse, they can, they can check to make sure their, their kid's okay after a collision. And I think they can put a Band-Aid on if there's bleed, blood. That's they're Band-Aid certified. Band-Aid certified. Okay. I'm not sure what else they're certified to do by liability laws. So we ran to leave work, pick Teddy up. 
Then I had to come. So they can't call you. Yeah, they called us and said, you got to take him out of school because we can't. He's too itchy. He doesn't want to go back to class. And, you know, maybe he's sick. So I made a doctor's appointment thinking, like, if a kid's leaving school early, I should make a doctor's appointment. Sure. Maybe he's come up with some weird reaction. I don't know, some new new thing. Who knows? AIDS something. I don't know what's going on. So so I I take him to the doctor. Something like AIDS. (laughs) We go into the doctor. I take two kids to the doctor. I got to bring Ruby. We go in there, and the doctor looks at me like I'm the biggest schmuck wasting your time. Why? And just says, uh, these are bug bites. You just, you just buy so some you took sir. your son to the doctor for bug bites? What oh, kind? Like mosquitoes? Yeah, mosquito bites. <laughs> All because of a school nurse. Yeah, uh, okay, so wait. Okay, so if these school nurses can't do it, they can't even put cream on them, what's, why have a school nurse? How do I become a school nurse? This actually sounds like a great job. You just yeah. sit around all day? Yeah. It's and like then uh, if you're certified to use the phone. <laughs> you're certified to put a Band-Aid on. And put a Band-Aid? I, I can do both of those I'm things. really bad with the Band-Aids. I always get them, like, stuck. I'm any, qualified. Uh, on each other. Oh, you're not, you're not, qual- you're not certified screw, for band I put them on. They fall off, like, within, like, 30 seconds. So, sure. So I probably couldn't do the job. But you could do it. You could do I'm pretty good at Band-Aids. I'm good you know the what? phone. I could be the caller. No, you know what I do with a Band-Aid <laughs> is you double. You put yeah. one Band-Aid and then another over top. That's, yeah. I got, but I have a PhD in Band-Aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. In China, what's the like? Do you know anything about the school? Have you been around the school? Well, I, I the used to teach in a school. I do. They do have school nurses. Uh, I don't. I don't know specifically what the rule is, what they're allowed to do to the kid. But I'm just going to venture to say they're allowed to do whatever the hell they want. Like teachers can beat kids in school in China. Yeah. So if a teacher can beat up a kid, then a nurse can put put some uh, cream on you. Yeah. There's okay. no lawsuits. There's no I, lawsuits. There's no. Do they have Benadryl? Is that trouble? No, because it's they like old, uh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's like old school where, like, if you go home and you say, like, the teacher beat you up, if you tell your parents that the yeah. teacher beat you up, the teacher's question, you know what they are? Why? What did you do to the teacher? Right. To for- it's not like, oh, let's go sue the school. Oh, okay. It's like, well, go to your room. So it's like, what did you do to the mosquito to make it bite you? Exactly. <laughs> so if you say, that, oh, the nurse put cream on me and now it hurts, well, why you, why did you have to go to the nurse? What did you do, dumb? Yeah. You know? So, and I could be wrong about all this. I'm sure my wife's going to tell me I'm completely wrong. But I think uh, we can make blanket statements that the Chinese have th- their listen, way. Listen, we're in a park. Yeah, we're we've, got, a park. We've, we've sunk to the bottom of the I'm, podcasting I'm, world. What I'm do we have to lose? I'm assuming everything's liability. Like, in this school, we talk about, like, talk about jobs. We have, there's a security guard in the guard. It sits there all day. You think this is an easy job. But you know what they have? They have these, like, lockdown drills they do. Well, okay. They do, like, a lockdown. In case, they pretend an animal came in. They tell the kindergartners, in case an animal's here, uh, hide, in the, hide in the ground. So what if, if like, you... I'm just, what if you like train your whole life to become a nurse, uh-huh. and then they you get this job where you just sit there and you can't do anything all day? This is like the crossing guards <laughs> yes. of the cops, yeah. right? The police, like if you piss off your boss, you piss off the sheriff or whatever, he puts you down to crossing guard duty. Right, when you run a what, what, what hospital do you have to if piss off? you're a off renegade the... nurse, but they can't fire you? Yeah, <laughs> and you're exposing all the dirt that's going on inside the hospital, and they're yeah. like, oh, we can't get rid of her. It'll look bad, so let's just put her on the elementary school uh, beat. And what do you think she does during the actual like fire drill or or the lockdown drill? Does she like pretend like she like goes into like action and pretending like she's stitching up kids? I think she does nothing. <laughs> she I think. Oh, what if someone? Get, what if a school shooter? Uh, uh, you know, yeah, God, God forbid, forbid, yeah, comes in and shoots everybody. What you do? Like, oh, I can't do anything to your bullet. I'm sorry, but here's a cell phone. You can call your mom. <laughs> Tell her you got shot. No, no, she can do the call. That's her thing. Even during school shooting, she's on the phone. She doesn't leave that post. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's oh, she's what. allowed to do the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man, okay, all right. On that well, note. On that note. <laughs> Ents is an app. an app. You can get it in the App Store or wherever apps are sold. I think they have one for Android now. Ents, and Ents us in questions. People have been doing it. It's great. We'll play your question I, on the podcast. I, E-N-S-E. I think next week, if we have any Ents, we're going to play one on the air next week. Are we going to do it next week? I think we're going to do it two weeks from now. Okay. Two- <laughs> All right. Entis things. We're going we're gonna to do a whole special Ents episode in two weeks. Exactly. We will be back in New York in two weeks. We're here in L.A. for the next two right. weeks. We can't. Uh, we got we a lot, we got a lot of sunshine. We've got a lot of parks to hit. 
This is our first one. So <laughs> we got crawl. Exactly. We got to keep it up. But get ants in the app store. That's all. Should we get to Jimmy Schubert? Let's get in the car and I would say no, let's the, bring him in. No, but we Jimmy gotta go drive. too big we to gotta, come to this park. We gotta drive. I can't we can't disclose the location, he's too big. But, but he's somewhere in South uh Sa- Southern California. Southern California. <laughs> like we can say that. Southern California. We're, we're gonna put his address in the GPS. We're not gonna announce it to you and we're off. Let's get back in the rental car and let's go find Jimmy Schubert. Oh wait, one more thing before we get to Jimmy. Um okay, I got shows coming up tomorrow night, November 2nd and November 3rd at the setup in San Francisco. Come out to those shows. Tickets are on sale now. Go to my website or go to the Setup SF or something like that. Search the Setup online. And uh, you can come see me in San Francisco. All right, should we get to Jimmy Schubert? Let's, for real this time. All right, we're back at Casa de Schubert. Jimmy, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for doing it. Chilling out. What's up, man? Back, you're in the, back on the, you're on the left coast now? Back on the left coast, back home. You're going to see the family up there in Sacramento? Yeah, it's going to be good. How, you, uh, how do you like, uh, you, went from, uh, you went from Shanghai to... Uh, Shanghai to New York City. And a uh, lot less crowded, right? Way less. Well, see, yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> is everything they say when you get to New York, everyone's, everyone who says something negative about New York... All right is actually like way like they'll be like oh new york has too many people it's too loud it's too they don't dirty. know how to drive yeah well that's great unless you spent the last 10 years in china exactly they're you like know and there's a lot of people don't realize how many chinese people there are how many it's like 1.7 billion give or take you know <laughs> yeah. and, and and that 0.7 is more than we have in our entire country exactly yeah. there's a couple Double. towns that have 45 million people <laughs> and there's like nine towns that have more than those people in it that's like true. more than 45 million people in it. there's nine I mean, towns more. Than i mean i don't million. think people no realize fact, quite how many chinese people there are i mean for every chinese guy there's nine chinese guys that's how many people that's how many chinese people and it's not that there's anything wrong with that there's just a lot of chinese people yeah of course there's nothing wrong with so for you it's like actually uh new york city is the most like rural place i've ever lived since college (laughs) it's very i feel like i'm in the country that's great like it's like a wild west movie for me you know nobody's in town there's uh there's a like Grass blowing down the streets. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's good. You came out to China uh, a couple times. Yeah, I came out to China a couple times. I may go back again. I mean, I, I, I just, uh, dude, I, I, you know, because I travel professionally for a living. It's just, you yeah. know, there's there was a couple trips and a couple things that you go. This this trip's just for me. Like I want to go. Sure. I want to go. And, you know, and and basically the first time I went, I, I did a, like a one nighter in Beijing. Yes. I mean, it basically came down to doing a one-nighter in Beijing. And you guys, well, if you're coming anyway, you might as well pick up this Saturday night we got in Beijing. And I said, well, sure, man. And then I had like a couple days off, so I was able to go to Forbidden City yeah. and go to Tiananmen Square and the Great Wall. And for me, that was like worth the price of admission alone. And then you go up to Shanghai, and I was in this golf tournament, and this lady gave me this pass. We had like three days. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that? We had the, what was it, the uh, Crown Plaza. Yeah, in um, in the middle of Shanghai, like the Portman, I think. Yeah, but it's right? a great, great hotel. It's like four star, world class, and a suite. And this kid bid on it, and like as, as I think REM or one of these music groups had the and the kid bid on it. And he goes and uh, and I was just down there with this doctor that at, at this Delta. So believe it, were all places. 
I was in, uh, you know, the Delta in Mississippi. Uh, this at the is right ro- before Jimmy came to China. He happened to be playing in like a celebrity golf tournament. Right. Okay. And his doctor was friends with this woman, and her son had bid on this thing. And they go, well, they're not going to go to Shanghai. And she goes, I'm not going, but if you want the pass, you can have it. Yeah. And I said, yeah, give it to me. <laughs> and then uh, and I, and we wound up using it. It actually yeah, we hung out at this suite at the Portman in the middle of Shanghai. It was great. You know, right Ritz down. Carlton, that's what it was. Ritz Carlton, yeah, which yeah. is nice. It was great. And then, of course, right around the corner was the that hamburger place that we went to get lunch there. Carl's Jr.? No, <laughs> no, they have a Carl's Jr. now, but no, that was uh, uh, Balones, maybe. Yeah, Balones. Yeah, but it was it was cool. It was a it was a unique experience. I mean, I, I'm glad I went. I, certainly, you know, I mean, you know, that's right. I, I I love you know you see people in this country protesting. I go, oh, obviously these people have never been out of the country. Sure. You know, because otherwise they they get down on their knees and kiss you know the ground that uh, you in this country that you know you just travel internationally, you get a real view and you when you come home to america you really appreciate totally yeah you know i think that we do we the one thing I, when i came back the first thing i noticed is 20 how much 24-hour news in america on all sides like breeds and feeds hysteria it's like well that's why, if you if it's you look you, is to get everyone to freak out i don't i don't i got rid of my cable box i you did not well first off i'm not paying for television yeah i got an apple tv I watch some stuff. I watch some stuff. Uh, As much as I travel, I always watch. I always got the uh, TV in the hotel rooms. So, and you're right. It feeds. You know, it feeds a 24-hour news cycle. And I realize those people on TV are the only people that give a shit about. I don't care. Like I don't. I don't care what Donald Trump's doing. Donald Trump took a shit today. Whoa. Well, let's get a protest going because he took a shit. I go. Do you not have anything going on in your own life? Are you that shallow? Look, the guy won the presidency fair and square. Am I a Trump guy? No, I wasn't necessarily Trump guy. But I only had two choices. I was. What do you want? Do you want shit? Or do you want orange shit? And I've seen <laughs> and I've seen shit before. I mean, at one point, I wanted to kind of mush them together, and make one person and just call it clump. Here comes clump, just a comb over coming at you in a set of cankles in a pantsuit, you know? Uh, it's having coffin fits and not releasing his tax returns, and you know, it's just this giant orange ball of narcissism. Everyone can vote against it. Just a pile of genetic debris coming at you. <laughs> because I, I got to tell you, I mean, I, the real joke is that the people thought that was actually like some kind of choice because that's the that's the ultimate joke is that you got this or that well, Gary, Johnson, Gary Johnson baby this should have been his message yeah, this should have been the Gary Johnson <laughs> message you should have well you know I you know look I, you know I wish at some point like you know during these elections you know you could <laughs> you could like Mr. Potato Head your own candidate look, give, give me the give me the give me the energy of uh, little Marco all right <laughs> Uh, give me the constitutional prowess, Lion Ted. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna build Mr. Potato Head. Take, give, 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 give Donald Trump small hands and slap them on the potato. I mean, you know, give me Ben Carson's uh, kind of, uh, you know, I, I mean, whatever. So you can Potato Head and your own, press. your own kind of. There you go. Well, well, you know, but here's the thing. See, that's the thing. It's like they ran. Hillary was like a boxer that that was fighting a bunch of chumps. 
Yeah. You know, they get a shot at the title. It's like, right. she's like 48 no, but you've never heard of her? Yeah, yeah, 48 no, you never heard of her. Yeah, well, and you had these like, all three, these you got some unemployed plumber from Pasadena <laughs> run up against her. He's never been in, and it, you know, yeah. it was like, it was yeah. like those old, old, those, old, those old wrestling episodes where a guy comes out in a shark costume being carried out by 20 hot women, and there's just some guy who looks out of shape. He's bald. He's oh, got, yeah, he's got to fight like the loser. Like the, yeah, yeah. And early on, that guy's winning. And you wonder, oh, who's going to win? Is it the guy with the shark outfit and the 20 hot chicks? Guys are paid to lose. Or this guy's or the guy who looks like some kind of unemployed pummer from Pasadena. She was the Globetrotter. She was playing the generals or whatever they're called. The senators? The generals. Yeah, they're right. Yeah, guns. They would do. I bet the ch- they would do. That's like that old. <laughs> they would do. The, the, the they Simpsons would do. Episode, it's like that, that old Simpson episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I just. So ball. yeah, but that's the thing. And then you see all this. Well, I mean, yeah. all the stuff that comes out afterwards. I mean, look, it's just a. I mean, the funny thing is, <laughs> really I think. Launched into the election. I mean, you know, the the, the what I love about it is is that <laughs> is that Cable Trump built. did really kind of expose all. He did expose all these people for all this stuff. I mean, you know, I mean, say what you want oh, about Oh, like when he's like, I, uh, Hillary, like, you came to my wedding because I paid for your campaign or whatever. Well, well yeah, <laughs> but I mean, look, hey, Good dude, say or... what you want. Like the the guy won control. the presidency with Twitter. Yeah, he, he won wanted. the presidency with 140 characters or less. Yeah. And and I, I got to tell you. He started a revolution by, by tweeting. Like, I thought you needed a military and maybe like a junior. Well, cop. you know what? Dude? Well, well look, here's the problem. And here's, look, the Democrats, the Democrats have nobody themselves to blame. They had a candidate in Bernie Sanders that I think was tapping into this anger and passion on the left right. that Trump was tapping into on the right. And you saw it. I mean, he yeah. had some energy at his rallies, but they were never going to, the Democratic Party, the DNC was never going to uh, let him go yeah. because he wasn't a Democrat. He's a registered socialist, but he had passion and people were behind him. He is. He's a registered so- he's yeah, a socialist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not a Democrat. And Debbie Washerman Schiltz, I mean, she was going to go, well, no, that's not who we want. We, sure. want, we want Hillary Clinton. Yeah, so they president. did some backward corrupt shit. And you saw the emails. The emails leaked. WikiLeaks leaked all the stuff. And I got to tell you, they all look like a bunch of scumbags. And, uh, anyway, and you're right. I don't, I don't, I don't, but here's the thing. I don't, but you're right. I disengage, I, I don't. Engage in, and, and I don't watch it on the news anymore because I don't. Because all, apparently, all you have to do to be an expert in this country is wear a fucking tie and get one of those little boxes on CNN. Or, but, but yeah, they put me on Fox Business. I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but but I just I just what I think is a, it's it's a terrible distraction. That, that look, go focus on your own life. Go work yeah. on go work on your own plan. Go come up with your own goals. Go come up with your own stuff to get ahead in this country. Stop worrying about that shit because that well, shit, you know, it's like you know I don't. It's like you know, I, I love how like the, the like the, like for for like talk about the Million Woman March. Okay, you know? no, <laughs> talk more about that. No, no, but it, but it's, to me, it's like it's like, you know, my vagina, my choice, my vagina, my choice. And I'm sitting there, my head going, really? That's your issue? Yeah. Like you want to be able to kill your baby? <laughs> I mean, is that is that what you want? Is that is that what you no? Is that is that the fucking is that a deal breaker for you? Yeah. Right. I mean, and I great look. I look. I'm taking from somebody who doesn't have a uterus. I mean, I think you should get two abortions. You know, one because you're too young, and one because you know you, you rape or your, your health issues or whatever. Well, everyone should be allowed two. Well, you should get two. Oh, that's okay. a, all right. No, that's I think you should get two. It's like timeouts in no. a game. Yeah. No, I, I think you should. Get, I think I think you have two, and if you don't use them yourself, you, you, you can give them. you can give one to somebody else. Oh, that's but, a but, but I said, but if you're 28 and you've had five, you're a fucking serial killer. Yeah. I mean, go get a fucking condom. I mean, how the? That's not because nobody wants to fuck that haunted house of a pussy of yours, and you fucking kill. 
killed five fucking babies in. No, I'm just saying. My pussy, my, no, well, this, my, my, my pussy. Well, just please explain it to me, because if right. that's the fucking issue, I mean, you're always going to be able to get an abortion in this country. Or move to China. You can have as many as you want. Yeah. Oh, right. they, they fucking, you get, you get nine. You get, you get nine, you get the right. tenth one free. Well, it was like yeah. acting like Trump. You get a fr frequent abortion card. So over what there. did you think? Because when you were in China, when we were out there, it's a really different mentality. First of all, there's no, there isn't the 24-hour news because the news is controlled by the government. <laughs> yeah, or no internet, internet spotty. <laughs> I think it's uh, they got that wood-burning uh, internet over there. Internet. The internet's got a clutch on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But also, no one's caught up in all that stuff. It's like good and bad. In one sense, they can't vote, so they're not like caught up in the. But also, they just kind of go about their lives. Everybody works hard. Everybody goes to work, and yeah. then they come home, and then they just do their own thing. You know, well, I don't know well, what's well, bad. What do they, they talk about? Well, you know, I look, look. The, the, the thing is, and I, I think, I think most of the trouble uh, in in any country is started by people who just can't mind their own fucking business. Go mind your own business. Why are you get into? Why do you care about this or that? It has nothing to do with your life. I think if more people just would do that, be, go home, do their thing, put your due diligence in, do whatever you're, you know, have some, have something that you're passionate about, work on something, you know. And like I said, go. If you want to save dogs, go rescue dogs. You want to, you want to help some old people read all. My, you know, my mom cooks for sick people who can't leave the house. They deliver meals on wheels and yeah. stuff. My parents volunteer at the old age home. They do stuff, real world stuff. But we live in this social media age where, like, people think I hashtagged it. Oh, wow, you hashtagged it. Well, speaking. Wow, you must really. How brave of you. <laughs> how brave of you to stand behind your cause by hashtagging yeah. it. Do what? Get a podcast if you want to have it. I have a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's your podcast. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Speaking of that, though, this is what I want to talk to you about because you action behind your thing. You went, you went uh, perform for the troops. I did. A couple, right? a couple times. I do it. I do it. I, Where'd I've you go? A, well, uh, first time, uh, first time I did it, I went to uh, the Middle East, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, Bagram Air Base. We uh, flew to Afghanistan. We did some shows in the, in uh, Doha, Qatar, and we went through all of Afghanistan. Afghanistan for what was that? For operating base, I think it was like 2,000. Oh, geez, it was a couple, you know, probably about five or six years ago. It was like it was like. Uh, uh, I went with okay. Drew Carey, and then, uh, but every year since then, I've done them. I mean, we you you can do. Uh, you know, and plus at that time, it's like for me, it was like, well, I hear all this stuff from people talk, and I go, well, let me go over there. And I thought it was the least I could do as an American citizen that you have these guys in harm's way, and and if you can give them some relief. And, then, you know, I had my cousin call me. It was in, you know, Korea. He's much older than me, but he said, you know, I was in a Korean war. He goes, I got to tell you, what you're doing over there is a good thing because when, I, remember when I was a Korean, they told us Bob Hope was going. He goes, that kept me going for another three weeks. And what you're doing is bring a little slice to America over to these guys. I mean, you, you put them in these incredible situations, and, and the power Politicians play politics with their armament and their munitions, and I think that's scummy. You put these guys in harm's way, and you're going to be a douchebag about it. But I thought it's the least I could do as an American citizen was go over there and, and provide some comic relief. And I was with Drew Carey, Steve Byrne, Dave Mordal, and Pedro Hernandez. And we went over there. As a, we went over with, it was a DOD, a Department of Defense tour with the secretary, the assistant to the secretary of state. And so we had, uh, you know, because you're with Drew Carey. And we did a bunch of shows, and we did some extra shows. And I thought it was, and you go over there, and, uh, you, you know, just, and you meet these guys. And they're, they're, it's just incredible. It's, you know, they're over there. You know, in this, and they're just. Uh, How old are these guys? You know, 19, 20, 21, yeah, 22, man. 23. Guys, you know, just coming back from firefights. I mean, you're in a forward operating base. Jeez. You are stepping off a, a, an Alpha Chinook, uh, Alpha Class 47 Chinook helicopter into a combat zone. 
Did it feel dangerous at all? Yeah, it felt really? dangerous. Yeah, it felt dangerous. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, but you got an Apache escort, so if anything goes down, you know you're going to be covered. What's this and, then you, and then you're at these Ford operating bases. Camp Wright of Saddlebob was like the special forces base over there where all the guys had beards because over there they're dealing with these uh, uh, tribal tribal leaders that judge a man by the by, by – uh, his virility by the veracity of his beard. Really? Like, you have to have a beard. Oh, I wouldn't this. be able to go. No, yeah. <laughs> I can't grow. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you shave. You had the cat I'd come be over. Dead the yeah, first be, day. You have the cat come over and lick your face when you shave. Is that how you? Do? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I, I'd be I've been drinking some milkshakes yeah, for, since yeah, I was sixteen. It I'd, doesn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, it doesn't help. But yeah, but so so it's just like you know that kind of stuff. But again, you go over there and, and firsthand you entertain these guys. And and since then I've been uh, I've been all through South America. We went to Honduras where there's guys down there and people don't realize how much stuff. Honduras. We got military there. Yeah. Because if without the U.S. military down there, that country falls to drugs, the illegal drug trade. Wow. Then you go to El Salvador, where they got the guys who uh, are the P-38 airplanes that hunt the submarines full of uh, cocaine. And in Honduras, that whole country falls to drugs if we're not there. And I was talking to a couple full-board colonels that were downrange, that were in Afghanistan and, uh, and Iraq, and say, the difference is here. These people want us here. Because people don't realize, and we had this conversation, it really kind of blew my Wait, mind. who wants us here? The Honduras. Well, the Honduras. Oh, those guys. They had their military works yeah. in conjunction with our military. And and it is. It's the war. It's the front line for the war on drugs. But it affects their culture over there. There's an ancient Indian tribe that, 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 that that's really unique to Honduras. That's been infiltrated and and bribed and bought off by these drug dealers. That they're losing their culture. Uh. And if people just think about it for a minute, the amount of human life that is attached to the growing, processing, and distributing of cocaine, that's not, it's blood. It's blood. Yeah. And you are guilty if you're snorting a bump or doing a half gram, and it really kind of opened my eyes going, wow, that's kind of, you this know. This is where it all comes from. Yeah, but that's, well, well yeah, right. of course it comes down, and you go, wow, it's amazing, because you realize, you know, it's the supply and demand, and if our people in this country would stop doing it, then there's no supply, there's no demand to, to, for the supply. I know a lot of comedians who should go on that trip. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a comedian uh, well, sober program. Hey, look, I ain't throwing any stones, because I live in a glass house, I obviously toured with Sam Kinison, yeah. and he was <laughs> well, legendary, he was legendary. Uh, the only way I could, I, I, but I used to snort coke through a crazy straw. <laughs> yeah. I, gotta, I have a fucking aneurysm, but I thought, get to my nostrils, yeah! You know, well, when yeah. you see Cody, he snorted coke through a crazy straw. That's how I quit. Were you 19? <laughs> when you, Jimmy was 19, right? You went on tour with Kinnison? No, I was, uh, I was, uh, hey, I was a young guy. I was about uh, 24, You're 25. Working at the store. The I was working store. at the comedy store as a doorman, and Sam, I was one like one of the guys that was kind of hanging out that, that had a little bit of promise. That Sam saw that I had promise, and he was he was going on the road with a couple of guys, and and he thought he'd take a couple other guys with him that, that you know kind of rotate in and give a couple guys a break, which yeah. I thought was amazing. And, and Sam was generous like that. I mean, he did. And he had guys like Carl LeBeau, and Carl LeBeau is one of the funniest guys working. He's a, one of my best friends, and he's a brother. And that guy taught me how to do stand up comedy in front of like. You know, five thousand seats. You know, and Mitchell Walters, who's a, is a, who was a one of the, just one of the greatest joke writers ever. I mean, you know, he's got the kind of uh, charm you could wipe off with a damp cloth. You know, he's a kind of a <laughs> track rat. You know what I mean? But he, yeah. but he's a, uh, but he's a funny guy. Great, great joke construction. And, I, and these guys were like kind of my professors and what I would consider my college because I didn't go to college. But the comedy store really was my college and work with Sam. I mean, you know, you're 20, 27, 28 years old and you're getting to go open and Sam Kinison in front of an audience with 5,000 people. And this is, you know, I made and You my... guys are flying around on is it private jets? And well, all that no. Kind of stuff? Well, yeah, we had, we had flew around jets. We flew on, you know, commercial aircraft. 
aircraft, hooked up with a tour bus, toured, you know, and it was like, and it was really like brutal. You're doing 70 cities on a tour bus. So That's you're cool. doing your shows, you're running out to the bus, you drive all night, you get to the city, you get off the bus, you unload the bags, make the sure everybody band. makes yeah. their, yeah, right, basically, essentially, make yeah, sure everybody the, gets their bags to the room, which is which was what you, one of your extracurricular activities. Like, so you just make, make like sure everybody got their bags. Oh, that was one of the jobs. Well, yeah, one of, you know, you're a young comic, so yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Would, you, would, would you just make sure everybody gets the bags, and then you go, hey, and he also, and here's one of the perks, and we'll go, hey, I'm meeting the limo downstairs in about 10 minutes. We're going to go do radio. You want to come? I'll go, yeah, I'll go. And I would sit there, and that's how I learned how to do radio, by watching Sam Kinison do radio. Yeah. And he would include me in on the conversation sometimes. Yeah, that's awesome. And some of the other guys would go, no, nah, I'm going to bed. Everybody would beat it, and I would go go ride, and that's how I met Bob and Tom and some of these other cats and built these relationships with some of these radio guys that I still have today for many yeah. years. Yeah. That, that for a guy like me, going into a city like Rochester, you go do Brother Wee's, and you can sell out your venue. I mean, we we you know, and and I have a relationship with these guys, like friends. These guys, these are guys I consider my friends. You know, uh, you know Bob and Tom, and 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 you know, and some of these cats that you know you get you get to meet back then. I mean, that's like a twenty five year, twenty five years. I mean, Sam was dead last year, this year. Sam was dead for twenty five years. Wow. What'd you learn at a young age going out like that? Well, just uh, about the world about. You know, well, listen. You gotta comedy. be. You gotta be on top of your game. Yeah, you gotta go out there every night. I mean, you, I, what I would do is we pull into a city. I'd grab a newspaper, yeah, and I would read all the local news. And so, if I could make references to it, like, mm, so good. I could, well, I would Tip. like, you know, I, I'd read all the news just to see what was going on, so you could make a reference to it in your show that night, yeah. which let the people know watching you that you did your, your due diligence. Also, uh, that I don't sleep on the same side of the bed that the phone is on because everybody sleeps next to the phone. If you sleep on the other <laughs> side of the bed, away from the phone, you get a more comfortable night's sleep because it's an unused portion of the mattress. Wow. I also, also, uh, that probably doesn't apply anymore. No, probably not. No, but I mean, you just, you, yeah, yeah. You just, you know, always, you, you, there's little rules of the road, like, you know, and, you, and you, things other guys like Jay Leno said, always, when you stop and eat, always park where you can see your car while you're eating, so that way nobody breaks into it and steals your stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's little things like that, but also, uh, you know, how how to make five? How do you make five thousand seats intimate? And how you make five thousand seats intimate is by performing the whole joke. You can't just stand up there and be a one dimensional comic. Which is what you're, you're the best at, man. Like you have this comedy that's it's the t jokes are so tight, but also your performance is like it's almost like a like a rock star on stage. Like it's that energy, you know. There's well, so thanks. many comics now who are they go up like you're about to say they go up they tell the joke and it's kind of like monotone and that's yeah. their whole thing. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. You know? Well, well, I well, that's because where yeah. I forged my personality was in like my performance, my on stage persona was formed in front of these audiences, and you're watching guys like Kinison who had this yeah. like preacher kind of energy, preacher, yeah, and you incredible. gotta go big, you know. So yeah, so I was this young kid, and really kind of was like, uh, you know, really kind of, uh, and I was just there for the education. But what I was also doing uh, when I was on tour with Sam is I I would find out what the comedy club was in the city. I go, what's the comedy club? I go, what, you know, and we, you had to do it the old-fashioned way. You had to, like, you know, there was a, uh, back when the comedian, she had a book with all the comedy clubs listed in America. So I would call the club, and I said, look, I, well, I'm, my name is Jimmy Schubert. I'm opening for the Sam Kinison tonight down at the, uh, down at the, uh, like the stadium at the, at, the, at, the, at the theater, at the, at the Fox Theater, and I was wondering if you guys want to come down and see the show. And I got four tickets for the owners and the booker. And they said, yeah, man. I said, and, and we'll give you backstage passes or you can back and meet Sam. They go, oh, that would be great. Oh, that's awesome. So literally, when I would come off tour with Sam, 
I would double back around on my own in all those cities and go back and play all those clubs. And this time I was doing it for my, on my own and with with uh, you know because you were just there with Sam. You got to People capitalize. You. Yeah, you got to capitalize on that and those radio relationships and those club relationships. So really, I mean, my 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 thing has been more of a, like a journeyman comedian kind of doing it, and and I just became like this kind of like road guy that was. Uh, but all I cared about was like getting better at my craft and getting good at it and being able to make a living doing it. Because I think if you make a living doing it, then you're successful. If you can make a living in stand-up comedy, you're wildly successful. Yeah, wildly, wildly successful. <laughs> yeah, and if there's, you're putting, if you put, and if you're putting out your own albums and you're producing your own yeah. DVDs, then you're wildly successful. And look, and not everybody can be Louis C.K. Nor does everybody want to be Louis C.K. There's lots of different. Forums, well, especially for, now, well, Louis got some rumors. Well, well, <laughs> well, there's just you should come on the pod to talk. Well, about what it. I'm saying is there's just there's just different levels of. Totally. It. I mean, there's Dennis Leary famous. There's there's Kevin Pollock famous. There's yeah. Louis C.K. famous. There's Brian guys Regan. Brian Regan. Uh, but you know, so you got to pick up what you want to do. Yeah. You know, and and you know, and now the game's changed. I mean, obviously we're sitting here podcasting, yeah. Yeah, but we're really. also, you know, because we have direct access to our audiences now and people that are fans of yours are fans of yours and they want to follow you on Twitter and they want to follow you on Facebook. And so they're asking to follow you. They're asking for you to give them content, which you could do. And so I think it's, it's uh, you know, and look at, man, look at Joe Rogan's got 20 million downloads a month and, and his podcasts are great to listen to. They're informative. They're smart. I mean, his stand-up is great. I mean, you know, guys are doing a new hour every Doug Stanhope and Bill Burr and these guys are doing a new hour every year and it's just I mean it's it's like comedians are the new rock stars. Yeah. You know, and you just gotta find like for me I do a lot of I do like to do a lot of acting. I mean I did a podcast for about fifty episodes. I listened to it. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, but I just I mean I was just traveling so much. I didn't yeah. I couldn't I just something had to give because I, I I wanted to audition. I wanted to get I wanted to get in television. You gotta be in there every week. Yeah, well no that's the that's the key about podcasting. Otherwise yeah. don't do it. Yeah. But uh but I, you know, maybe later on I, I would do. It, but I was auditioning. I was doing Last Comic Standing. I was just traveling. I mean, there was no. T I could barely catch my breath. I mean, you're booking tickets, and you know, it's like you know, you're trying to do everything, and you just. You, I just want to burn myself out, and so I thought there were enough podcasts that I didn't need to be another. It is very flooded. I mean, everyone there's, has a podcast. There's now. enough podcasts. We were just what? at our hotel. <laughs> yeah, so I actually think the new podcasting yeah. is not having yeah. a podcast. Yeah. No, we were podcast. at our hotel. <laughs> we, were, we were at our hotel and the uh, in the middle of recording and the the, the doorbell went up. The, the room service lady the had a podcast. Up, and she goes, she so like, what do you guys this, do? Recording like, a podcast? Yeah, she's like, is this a podcast? She's like, I got a podcast. My friend has a podcast. Our yeah. manager has a podcast. Yeah, but back to you. Wait, I want to get back to the Middle East stuff. No, I want to, you got to be quick with Schubert. Yeah. You got to sneak in. The made of the podcast. That's how many podcasts you have to. And, you know, it's funny. Hey, for every every nine out of ten Chinese people, uh, ten out of ten got a podcast. That's, that's <laughs> right. It's, it's insane. Yeah. So, uh, but back in the Middle East, how did you, when you were going into those war, uh, war zones, I'm assuming a lot of them were? Well, forward operating bases, yeah. Forward operating bases. You're flying in. Uh, how do they fly you in? Do you have to fly somewhere? Well, you fly, to, you fly to Bob. Uh, Bagram Air Base, okay, which is in uh, you know, um, uh, which is like the main air base. There you fly in on a, uh, um, what's the workhorse of the, uh, what is it the C C C thirty four? It's like the giant workhorse military. You fly in, and we is flew that one, one of those ones with no seats, and everyone's yeah, got like a yeah, and everybody's sitting in netting. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were with the SEAL team. You know, like we had to wait and to get. Is you and Drew Carey and a bunch of soldiers. 
But, yeah, Martin. yeah, a bunch of us. And uh, there was a SEAL team on board. Yeah. You know, so everybody had the, the SEAL team got their luggage first had to make sure all their gear. Because you don't want to you know, accidentally grab the wrong bag. They're on the front line in the firefight, and they open a piece of luggage. <laughs> yeah. Who, who's Robert Jenkins in these? <laughs> who's chocolate ball? Who brought the unicycle? You know, it's like, oh, that must, that wig must be the guy. It's my gear. It's my gear. Whose wig is this? This yeah, is supposed a, to be a gun. Comedian. I show you guys, you know, guys are out there pulling props out of a trunk. Thing, and they entertained the Taliban. And, and eventually won hearts and minds. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, and it started a comedy club over there, and it was a two hostage minimum. The Taliban's really into prop comedy. Yeah, and, and tell you, they were really into hearts over. Yeah, and, 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 and that's how you win hearts and minds. Yeah, yeah, By yeah. doing a carrot top-like act out there yeah. with, uh, with a unicycle. They probably would love it. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're performing to like 18. Are you doing um, what? Ca- you're not, it's, it's, there's no comedy club. Were you guys in a? They build a stage. No, you just go forward operating bases. It was a, you know, it was, it was basically just there. There was a meet and greet, and they wanted to meet Drew Carey. And I got to tell you, you could not go with a better guy than Drew Carey. Yeah. I mean, really, just he's just a down to earth kind of blue collar guy that just took every picture, signed every autograph. He used to be a Marine, and he said, I just do this because, you know. And, man, but you could not have gone with a better human being than Drew Carey. I mean, he he was just in between bites. He's taking pictures with guys. That's great. And what a just a, a terrific human being, and we had a lot of fun. And uh, Did you sleep in the base? Yeah, sleep in the base. It's like they go, now, if you hear rocket fire, you'll hear the alarm. When you run up, and if you hear that siren, you'd run across here and there, and they had these, like, cement bunkers that were surrounded by, like, uh, sandbags. And that's where you got to run if you hear this air sirens, which is just right across the way. But you go, wow, okay. So it's a real zone. Yeah, it's a real zone. Yeah, that's how you know you got to do a good comedy gig when there's a place where if they start sending so the rocket. So you're bombing, you're actually... <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah, you, you, get, <laughs> you get somewhere to go hang out. But yeah, it was, I, you know, but I, I just, like last year uh, in November, we went to, over Thanksgiving, we went over to uh, England and Kosovo. We went through uh, Germany, Edelweiss and uh, Netherlands and Brussels. And because those, those are military tours too. And a lot of those people that get, get kind of like pulled out and deployed, and they get to go. To some of these other bases that are not in war zones, and are those relaxed. guys a little older because they're more experienced. Like, do they well, yeah, but the they, 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 we have a military. You wouldn't believe our military presence all over the world. You yeah, know? it's it, they're everywhere, and they're everywhere for a reason. You know, so it's so not only do you get to go into the war zones, but you get to do some of these other things as well. I mean, I went to Cuba and, you know, on that, on that South American trip. Guantanamo. And stuff. Yeah, Guantanamo Bay. Performed for Guantanamo? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a lifetime experience. I mean, yeah. Sunday, we, we got these rental boats and we're out there in these rental boats swimming in Guantanamo Bay, smoking Cuban cigars, having a couple of cor- Coronas. And, uh, <laughs> You know, and, and there's that, like, you see these, and you see this big bubble up there. And it's like some kind of CIA spy kind of thing up there. And you're going, and you're just out there going, ah, must be the convenience. You know, <laughs> just down there swimming, doing the backstroking there in Guantanamo Bay. It, but it was a, no, but it's it. it's it's cool to go over there and and do those kind of things. I mean, I feel really blessed in my life that I've been able to make a living doing something I love to do for a long time. And and if the opportunity presents itself to go over there and do that, then yeah, I, I do it. I mean, but plus it's also the people you go with. You know, yeah. you want to go with people that you get along with, and because it is, it's rugged travel. It's it's you know sometimes you're going to be not sleeping and packing and running and gunning. Yeah, and so you got to be able to do that and not have any drama. 
drama. And also, you're not. It's like from what I've heard, you can tell me. It's every show. It's not like you get a stage. Not necessarily, right? It can be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. You, you sometimes you have to build it. You're gonna push a couple tables to go, stand on a couple tables, stand on tables, set up the lights. I mean, this last tour we went, we went this kid named Josh Fong, who actually videotaped uh, like a lot of our shows. We're oh, actually cool. doing a calling a, a whole thing, and they're just finishing the edits on that. And that was like, that was like two years ago. So we're just finishing the edits on that. They're gonna try to sell that to Comedy Central and stuff. But you know, it's just like you know, the thing I love about Germany is you're going through Germany like, at, and right before they got these Christmas villages, which okay. are amazing. And you got all these like uh, stuff that's like carved by hand. Like these little trinkets and merry-go-rounds and stuff you'd never seen. It's kind of Christmas trees and lights and like like Christmas, like I've never seen like celebrated. And they lean into it. It was not like yeah, hey, merry you know Christmas. And it was just yeah. it's just beautiful. And you, they have this stuff called uh, it's like uh, hot wine, hot red wine. Oh yeah, Glühwein, wine. Glühwein, <laughs> Glühwein, yeah. And you would drink that, which would keep you warm. But you get a nice little buzz on there. I think I've but, had that. But it was uh, it, it's just uh, was a little. Uh, it was cool, man. Like that's kind of like I, I could go to like Detroit for the ninth or tenth time, where you know yeah. you get to do they one of those. They got a chuckle trips. hut up there, I hear. <laughs> yeah, chuckle <laughs> hut. And so, so for me that was it. And you know, and and lucky enough to do some acting gigs in between. Uh, tomorrow I'm going in to do some ADR work for this film that I got coming out, which is great. What is it? Uh, it's called Tales from the Crib. I play this like kind of right right wing radio host that gets a curse put on him. <laughs> That's a stretch. And, and you get stressed out. I turn into a. I turn into no. Well, I'm not. Right, I'm certainly not right wing. I, uh, listen, we, our podcast is the official voice of the alt middle. Yeah, yeah. Like well, so if you want to join the alt middle, the alt -middle. Well, well, dude. It, well, my my thing is, look, I I think they're all full of shit. I, That's I think what the alt middle is. That, that, that was the alt middle. The actual middle. Well, because I'm an aggressive moderate. Not a lot of people. Yeah, that's what it is. It's aggressive moderate. But I mean, like, yeah. The middle wants everyone to compromise. The alt middle wants hates everyone yeah yeah, yeah. We well they're good then i'm the alt middle the because alt -middle. i i think they're all full of shit exactly but anyway um so i got and so, you did a korean uh, uh movie yeah it's on, it's on netflix I, well i did it for i didn't realize how popular these k-dramas are yeah man so they fly me to south korea it's a screen actors guild project they fly me to south korea Big which which by the way is diversity yeah, yeah. Fly, fly the white guy in from america Check. so uh and i stayed oh, yeah, they had to fly in the diversity yeah it's so yeah, funny yeah. dude because i was staying at the old dong hotel i go <laughs> That's what the name that's what it says. Old Dung Hotel. I go, okay, nice. Okay. Uh, good, good, good. And then, uh, and, and, uh, but it was cool. It was another cool experience. You're in Korea for seven days and you worked a couple nights doing, you worked a couple days filming this thing. And uh, oh, did was, you do shows with uh, uh, Jeff yeah, and Claire? Yeah, and Rudy Tybertsi. And out, I did out. some stand-up comedy shows in yeah. Korea while I'm working on this project over there. Yeah, and people don't realize like they have this thing called Vicky.com, which is Asia's Netflix. Okay. Except Vicky.com has 40 million subscribers to it. So even if like you know 10 percent of those people jump on and, and are a fan of your show, yeah, it's a qualified hit. I mean, it's a, so What's then the I come back here. I, it's called Drama World. All right, and right. I play the I play the dad to the lead in the thing, and I've it's, seen and, clips. it's great. And, and then I go, oh wow! I, I Google it here on Netflix, and that's on Netflix. Amazing! It's like on Netflix everywhere, worldwide yeah. Netflix. Yeah. So so I got I guess Vicky and, and Netflix are in conjunction with each other, but but uh, that was kind of cool. And Did then make it up uh, north. At yeah, all? and I and I you know I've got the special that we're taking out to sell. We just finished kind of editing that, and and so yeah, I just keep I'm just keep working, keep writing, keep doing keep doing projects, and you know keep relevant by keep keeping your stand up fresh and keep touring. You know. Yeah, man. Man, and China was great. Remember we went out to Nanjing and they had that Irish, the Irish bar. Do you remember oh, that? Nanjing. We were doing the Irish, like every bar, like it was like Irish. Oh, the like Irish and like English bars, away. yeah, because they're expats. <laughs> yeah. they're like, oh, the oh, the Nanjing. It was so hot, dude. Yeah, I was so hot. Nanjing. 
Uh, that's right. What, I went to the Nanjing Museum, and you realize what the <laughs> Japanese Imperial Army did to the Chinese out there? Not very nice. Not very nice. Well, dude, butchered them. Yeah. Slaughtered them. Yeah. Slaughtered. I mean, you see that museum, and you really don't feel much like doing stand-up comedy. I think that's horrible. Oh, no, it'll, it'll bum your day out. Well, I, Anything I, you want to promote? We're uh, going to get to the news in a minute, but before we do that... You you to, well, you know, I got, I got some tour dates coming up. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm actually had a, I actually kind of had a, kind of had a health thing. I'm just recovering from a little. I uh, had a kind of a couple surgeries. So you gonna take a break? Well, I'm just taking a break, yeah, Paid because leave. I'm, I'm just kind of recovering from those surgeries now. I yeah. Mean, obviously, uh, uh, and nobody needs to know what those are. I had a. <laughs> Don't I had, worry, no one listens to us. Well, yeah. first off, I had to have a penis reduction. I had to walk <laughs> this monster around yeah. with me. It was killing my back. Same. So old it dong is now. Uh, if you go back, it's the small dong uh, hotel. The, no, alt, no, no. the alt middle supports. Uh, these procedures being yeah, no, but so, so I just uh, so yeah, I just taking a little time off. I want to start working on a new hour. I will start writing some stuff, and I got to, you know, I was start looking at my notes. Your last one's fantastic with uh, uh, stand up records. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. So what's that doing, called again? Uh, it is called zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. Check that out. Yeah, as, as opposed to if anybody wanna knows how I feel about. <laughs> yeah, if you couldn't you know, tell things, already. If you couldn't tell <laughs> from the yeah, uh, last yeah. hour. You can read it in my new book, Jimmy Schubert. I finally overcome my crippling shyness. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, so uh, but yeah, they. Uh, but you know, it's a funny thing. One of the side because I do magic. I, mean, I do close. Yeah. I do close up magic. You can get to that yet. So oh. one of my one of my things is that uh, I decided this year that you know life's too short and you should live your dreams. And uh, you know, I'm a big fan of magic. I, I enjoy watching. I go to the castle once in a while, and I, and I do. Uh, I, I think I'm good enough to actually perform over there uh, because, you know, I'm constantly educating myself about it. Is this something I've, had, I've been doing since I'm nine? Yeah. And so I love reading about it. I love performing about it. I love watching it. And I decided to, like, kind of dip my toe in the water and go over there and compete with some of the best guys in the country because I think, like, you know, the differences in, 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 in magic, like the, the older cats are revered and respected because they've been doing, you know, they, they yeah. know all the and, – and, and it's kind of cool, whereas, you know, you have to deal with, you know, ageism in, in comedy – Man, I'm almost too old to do comedy. Yeah. You know? Well, no. It's but this, a, you know what it just reminded me of is, a, uh, Cap, when, when Jimmy came over to China, we would do the shows, and then after the shows, we'd hang out at the bar, yeah. and a lot of the crowd would stick around, yeah. and you were doing magic for the crowd. Blowing their minds. Remember? Blowing their, yeah, and that's their... also where I met my wife. Oh, yeah, that's right. We met uh, Jimmy's first tour. When he came to China, I was open for him in Suzhou. And Ye was there. At the bookworm. We, we met a few months earlier. We met again, and that's when we started dating. That yeah, day. and then, I yeah. think it was the bookworm, right? It was at the bookworm. Yeah, and, yeah. and then, the and then uh, you know, and then we went out, and uh, like you said, we had like two tables of people there, and I started doing magic. Exactly. And just like people like just yeah, like frying their brains, which amazing. I love to do, just with a deck of cards and some stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you know. So then the, from then on, yeah. we made sure every place we went to, we went around China had a deck of cards. Yeah, so but, I mean, but you know, but, but I've done that. I've done that in this country. Like I was at the, like uh, I was up at Rick Bronson's house of comedy, sure, uh, up in Minneapolis, and I, I got done with my show. And in between shows, I'd walk out, and some of the people come out for the first show, sit there. There's about twenty of them, and I started doing like some close-up magic for them. So, and the guy walks up and gives me a hundred-dollar tip. Oh, really? And I was like, it's almost like you. Yeah, when I was watching, it's like he kind of deserves. You're giving him like free extra show. Yeah, well, I'm just the type of entertainer. Like, I go home, I open a refrigerator door, the light comes on, I do 15 minutes. Yeah, you did 15 when we walked <laughs> no, in. I your, just, well, your I just like, I, you know, I, I, you know, it appeals to me about it. So I love the routining of it. I love the, the you know, the there's there's the the, the, the moves. Of it. I, I just like, it. you know, look, you're, you spend a lot of time by yourself when you're traveling around the, the country and you're on the road and, and keep in, a, in, a, in an effort to keep myself from going stir crazy. I mean, I, I love to read the, the books about the history of a, a lot of different stuff, but magic in particular and work on a couple new routines, a couple new effects and uh and then kind of that kind of keeps me sane 
Totally. You know, and, and, and you know, it really is, uh, you know, I love them both equally. I love doing magic as much as I love doing stand-up. And actually, I think of my next special, I may actually kind of combine the two. I may figure out a way to... Uh, Kind of do that awesome. in a, in a way mean. called uh, you know smoke and mirrors or and have that theme run through my show in a way that don't a lot of magicians like kind of try to do jokes a lot. Of times. A lot well, of, well a lot of guys. Well, what I'm saying is, here's the funny thing. You know, like you but see, you're like a professional comic. Yeah, but you see, you but you know, yeah, I mean, the thing about magicians is a lot of those magicians they all do the same old stocky lines. I mean, some of them ah. have original stuff, and those are the guys who stand out. Yeah, some guys work on that, and then they refuse to do. Watch, watch, watch. They point at their watch. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you should see the kids. I have two kids. You should see the kids music, magicians out there. Oh, they, the, the same stock. And they mess up the trick sometimes, and it's okay. They don't care. Like, 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 I have too much respect for it to, like, you know, I'm not, look, I'm not going to do little Lenny Horowitz's bar mitzvah. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do adult magic. I do, like, I, yeah, I do, I do, like, real, like, you know, like, you know, cards to pocket. That's like, you know, where you take 10 cards and one by one, they jump from your hand over to the pocket. And, yeah. And, and you're counting the cards every time, and they wonder, how the fuck are you doing that? And it, <laughs> it blows people's mind. And they, Put your hand in my pocket. Make sure there's nothing in there. Make sure there's nothing in my pocket. People, and they always kind of squeamish about putting their hand in my pocket. Try not to act like it's the first dick you've ever touched. All right? <laughs> Just reach in there. Make sure there's nothing in there. It's important. You got to know. So I do, like, kind of adult close-up, but I do it after my shows. Yeah, it's great. So it's kind of like, you know. But adult close-up, that's a good name. Is that, a, is that an actual term? Yeah, actually, the my, my latest bedeviler, it's called Jimmy Schubert Angry Magic. There you go. <laughs> no, because nice. my stand-up is kind of like that angry yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. I, I I don't know that it would... <laughs> I do have a... I did fuck around and experiment with a poster for Angry Magic. That's pretty good. You know, but it's like... Uh, but obviously, it would be adult adult, yeah. adult close-up. No no bullshit around, you know? Well, damn it, Jimmy. All right, let's uh, let's get to the news. We got, we, got, we got good news stories for you that I think you're going to like. Picked. Okay, great. So, Curated. What? Curated stories. Curated stories for Jimmy <laughs> Schubert. We're going to get to the news. Let's play the music. Story of the week: Playboy is going to feature its first transgender playmate. This is from the New York Times. What do you guys think about this? Oh, uh, for the first time in a 64-year history, Playboy magazine will feature a transgender playmate. A decision that Cooper Hefner, a top executive at the magazine, I'm assuming is he related uh, to Hugh. I'm assuming he is. Said on Thursday was keeping oh. with the founding mission of embracing changing attitudes about sex. Well, I think stuff? he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I think he's. Uh, I'll put him in the same category as the NFL. People don't understand what the brand is. Yeah, that's, that's quite, yeah, exactly. I, I think. I Way think. Off brand. I, I think. You know what? I'm so sick of like you can't have. It's like uh, you know. It goes right along the same stories. Now the Boy Scouts are going to be able to have girls. Well, then well, we talked about that last well, week. Then, well, then it's yeah. not the fucking Boy Scouts anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think. I think it's fucking stupid. Men don't buy it. You know. They I think buy. the deal was have said over my dead body he died and Bam. now they're like fine deal done well they're first off it. you're tr you're talking about transgender <laughs> people which is roughly give or take let's say it's three percent of the population that's of the fucking united states of america that would be three, high I would that's three, i'm giving you the benefit of the doubt <laughs> three or four percent of the population look you do what the fuck you want to do. I don't well, care. Playboy just seems lost in general. Because didn't they get rid of nudes not too long ago? They got ago? rid of nudes and then went back to nudes, which that was just as appalling. This is like a complete mess of a business. 
just from like well, look, here's the, the thing. It's like, look, but, you know, look, here's the thing. We are in flux now with everything, with social media, with smartphones, people holding those phones next to their head. You don't know what the effect that's going to be over 10 years <laughs> of time. You don't know what social people are losing jobs because they tweeted something, which I think is ridiculous. I mean, I just think people are like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, life is pretty simple. Why do you got to complicate it? You're yeah. complicating with all this stuff. It's like, I, I mean, I, I haven't bought a Playboy magazine and I can't tell you how long. So, I think that's the, I think that's they, the thing. Well, I don't think anyone. Well, has. that's why if they really want There's to more make a Playboys like buried in in uh, backyards. My barbershop, the barbershop of the pot has them. But uh, if well, they really I, want to make a point, they should have not told you this ahead of time. Put it out. Let everyone be like, oh, that chick's hot. Jerk off to her, whatever. And then be like, oh, by the way, we have some news <laughs> for you. Uh, we tricked you. <laughs> Accidental homo. It could happen to anybody. That's a great I just idea. beat off to a transgender person. That's weird. We'd all be like, nah, I gotta take a shower now. Everyone kills themselves. <laughs> no, no. Look, look, I, I, you know, I, I, look, I, I don't know. Look, I don't understand why it's like it's like like I like I think guys need a club where I can go smoke cigars, play golf, tell dirty jokes, drink scotch, and don't have to worry about looking <laughs> over my shoulder. Don't have to awesome. worry about looking over my shoulder for like whether I'm offending some woman's delicate sensibilities. Okay, you know I think there, there needs to be. I think that's a guy should be able to have a place like that. Sure. And it always goes. It never goes the other way. It's always women trying to get. Well, I want to be a member of Augusta. Uh, easy, lady. Eighteen holes on the golf course are enough. All right. We don't need any more. Uh, around. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, it took me a minute to get <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you know, look, look. Well, just look. I don't. Look, I just. I, it, just it, it just never goes the other direction. It's like you know, the Boy Scouts need girls. Well, how about the Girl Scouts? Do they need some boys in there? Because I bet you, like, the, there's well, some we boys. We talked about it last week. Yeah, the Girl Scouts hate it. They hate the Boy Scouts. Uh, yeah, they hate the girls. Yeah, and, the boy, you don't see the Boy Scouts going door to door selling cookies? No, no. Well, they might Undercut be now. The price. Well, got the now, girls in. Now, now that you pissed everybody off, maybe they're going to start getting into the cookie business. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is, it's always like it's like there's some there's things women can do that I can't do. There's things that women can, that. Women are amazing, and I'm not—I mean, no disrespect in any way, shape, or form. I, women work hard. They're—they're they're, they're smart. They're, they do amazing things. They can give birth. You know, I don't—I don't look. There's things that I can't. The women do that I can't do. Nor do I want to do. Nor do I want to try to do. Because look, you get to have your space. You know, you get to have the girls' club. You want a private gym where no men can go and oogle over you and do everything. The problem, you know, I, I hate these people that put—they—they they paint with incredibly broad brushstrokes. When a guy like Harvey Weinstein, who apparently is like a fucking rapist at the highest uh, levels. They worked in the same building, Kaplan <laughs> and Harvey. Well, 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 he's a, the guy is he's a, a horrible creep. person. And everybody knew he was a creep. Yeah. But then you go, see, it's all white men. Yeah. I go, yeah, yeah. that's a big fucking jump. Can you just say him? Yeah, because I got to tell you, but, but you know, because that goes a lot, that goes, because that could go, you know, both ways. I mean, you could, you know, could say, oh, well, whole African American men rape totally, and commit crime. Totally, same thing. Oh, you could which say, is but equally then, stupid. Which is equally stupid. Or, or yeah. all women are crazy, you know, crazy women, and they're, yeah. they're just, That's they're insane. They're insane. <laughs> you could do that. Although it happens to be true. But, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. No, but I'm just saying, it's like you can't paint with broad brushstrokes like that. And that, that's what I think you're, you're trying to, like, you know, you're trying to, in this day, and it's like reorganize the whole culture culture over three yeah. percent. We live in a country of three hundred and fifteen million people, give or take, and three percent of that population happens to be transgender. And as Kevin was just saying, and I'm not, say, yeah, and I'm not saying they shouldn't have opportunities or people should disrespect them or hate them off. That's great. Or hate but, them. Put, start a whole new magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trans. 
Playboy's version, but just run a, a whole. Yeah, sometimes a you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> weekly, we you know yeah. what I mean. Sometimes weekly. you feel like weekly. <laughs> weekly. So, so, sometimes you feel <laughs> like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Monthly, you know what I mean. Like that kind there of thing. There we go. We got to the joke. Okay. <laughs> we, <laughs> we worked our way to it. A long, long way to drive to find out the diner was closed. But we, we got there. We did get to it. All right. Last news story of the week. An Arkansas man was arrested on Monday for putting soda in a water cup at McDonald's, refusing to return the drink, fleeing. And when the manager at the restaurant, and then the manager at the restaurant called the police to report the robbery. Reported as a robbery. So this guy in America is now, if you can get arrested for uh, putting water soda into a water cup. Did that make sense? Well, Wait, the reason they sense? arrested him is because uh, he had skipped out on the sugary drink tax. <laughs> yeah. And the government's got to get its cut. First you of know. all, who still drinks soda? I live in New York City. Well, it's like against the law to drink soda. Yeah, aren't you? See, I, that's I, what I, happens when you give the government too much power. Wait, is this <laughs> what they go, we're gonna, uh, you know, uh, they can't even get a hold of the gun laws, but let's make soda illegal. I know. When I first read this, I'm like, oh, he got arrested. Must have been because he got a. Is soda. it one of those? Li- well, sir, it's one of those little cups. One of those little water cups they give you. you ever, it's a little water cup. I'm, yeah. As Jewish people, we, we've come from a long line of. I asked for the water cup. I don't like to pay for the soda. Oh, uh, okay. So, so that's I've, what you I've been drinking, but I drink the water. I'm very honest. Occasionally, oh. when I was a kid, I used to dip over, take a little soda. Sure, but I learned my lesson. I was raised well, by a good actually, one. At the My end mom. of the day, it is. At the end of the day, <laughs> it is theft. It is. You, you know. But here's what I here's what I love is like you know anytime there's like a mass shooting like in Vegas, people go, we need more gun laws. I go, look, it we starts- already have gun laws. Everything the guy did was already illegal. Yeah. And and, and to like and, and like to the ninth or tenth degree of illegal. Well, what we learned here is it starts at soda. If you can it's cut them off with of soda, then they won't get soda, guns. Soda's the gateway drink. That's well, the gateway soda, drink. The, the, the one guy's stealing soda, and the next he's massacring 300 fucking people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the Harvey Milk defense. If you have too much soda, you can start, you know, that's why you can shooting. And every, all these crimes happen for too much sugar. Is it true? No. Oh, it's a bullshit defense. But I, I did, you, you know, oh, the Twinkie defense. Yeah, 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 but, yeah of but, course. The Twinkie defense. Oh, he was on that's a sugar what, rush. Right, so I'm saying it's very important to keep people drinking water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. And here's the thing. After doing Mr. Softy for so long and selling soda... You soda is the cheapest thing on earth, especially if it's out of a fountain. It's so cheap to produce. Yeah. The guy probably stole eleven cents worth of product. How would he get about twenty-five years to life? What's the? I think he's. And now that guy stole eleven cents. The guy, guy stole eleven cents worth of soda. Yeah. He's right now. He's on C block, yeah. getting his yeah, exactly. asshole gutted like a housing nerve in the Melbourne project. Getting his, <laughs> getting his fucking leather Cheerio stretched out like an old raincoat because he stole fucking. He got to do deep knee bends over a fire hydrant because he ran off with eleven cents worth of soda. Well, what there, there's the criminal justice system in action. The guy is going to be come out. He's, you're going to have to be a registered, uh, you know, registered. <laughs> Drink offender. That's offender. why I'm gonna ra- I'm gonna take a knee for this episode to raise awareness about that <laughs> problem. Because that's what we want to do. raise awareness. <laughs> Let's raise awareness. Like, do we really need to? You think we need? Like, I love how we need to raise awareness for breast cancer. I go, do you think people don't know about it? Yeah, we're people. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, I just, I just love, like, we need to raise There's awareness. There's probably one guy out there. He's like, wait, what? what? What's breast, breast cancer? Breast cancer? What's what's cancer? cancer? Was cancer? What's a breast? <laughs> well, you know, bre- well, I was look, reading my Playboy look, gender. Look, breast, ca- <laughs> breast cancer is, you know, it, it dominates. It's, it, it, you know, people love boobs. So let's yeah. save. You we know, we should raise awareness this month. You oh, know, I think we missed but, it. But you know, you, you talk about colon cancer. You know, now you get these visuals of some guy Harry's. Uh, I don't want to raise guys, awareness. I want less awareness. Guy, for that. Guys, guys, yeah. Harry Moss bucket. You just think of some guy's Harry Moss bucket yeah. with a. Polyps growing out. I wish of it. I was less aware. Yeah. Less aware. And now that I just turned forty, I gotta get those uh, those. Uh, oh, you gotta so get. That's all coming. Prostate's coming, right? I yeah, see. get it checked out. Oh, get it checked early and often, dude. All right. Well, that's uh, um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the final message to the pod. Go get, 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 get your prostate hey, checked. 
Okay, look, okay, and get you get you know you get to pick your doctor by the skinniness of his fingers. <laughs> I got to do that. It's not on the list of the healthcare where we uh, we get to see the doctor when he takes. You don't want a guy throwing the throwing the, the ring finger up there. Yeah, class of Yale, sixty-seven. Huh? That's great. All right, I'm gonna, if I'm little gonna... Marco is out there doing it, that's who you want. Oh, yeah, he... Trump would. <laughs> Trump, the smaller the hands, the better. Smaller hands, <laughs> the bigger the dick. <laughs> good message. That's a good way to go out. Oh god. Okay. All right, that's been our podcast. Jimmy Schubert, thanks for doing it. Thanks yeah. for having me on, man. Cap, what should we do? We're gonna get lost. Let's get lost in Hollywood. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.